All right. So for this week in uh, systematic theology, we're going to be covering uh, one in essence. And uh, for introduction, uh, God's oneness is so central to his people's religious life that Deuteronomy commands it be taught to their children daily. Here we discuss the truth that our God is one in essence. Now, the way the, the, the Hebrews taught their, their children, their families daily was through the Shema. And we'll, we'll cover a little bit of what that was in, uh, in the discussion. But let's go ahead and uh, let's go to the video with uh, R.C. Sproul. All right, so we'll go over um, the, just the general overview, and um, we've we've really been covering this in, in Pastor David's latest series through Judges. You know the it, the implications of of um, not uh, holding to uh, God as He uh, has commanded us to worship Him. And to observe him, to not take uh, idols unto ourselves, we see that in the in the times of the judges, uh, also through the times of the of the Exodus as well. But uh, Judaism fiercely clung to monotheism, even in the midst of polytheistic cultures. Now, um, we can say yes to that, and and we can say no because we know through the record of Scripture that. Um, they also uh, brought unto themselves Baal uh, and um, Ishtar, or not not Ishtar. What was that? Uh, the Asherah. So, um, although some say Jews were not monotheists, uh, those critical theories do not handle the multiple evidences from multiple sources testifying to the religion of the Jews. Now, uh, the Shema which is found partly in um, Deuteronomy 6, starting uh, in verse 4 uh, through 9, is at the core of Jewish spirituality. Um, the Jews didn't take the Shema's prescription as hyperbole, and in fact were so serious about their monotheism that they placed the message on their foreheads, their arms, and their doorposts. Uh, they regularly taught their children to have no other God before me. So, um, in discussing that, um, the Shema actually runs through um, Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. It also runs through uh, uh, chapter 11 of Deuteronomy 13 to 21. And also it includes Numbers uh, chapter 15, verses 37 through 41. Um, that introductory portion um, is of course the one we we hear the most um and although the trinity is a mysterious and difficult doctrine it is clearly taught in the scripture uh how can a christian be faithful to the religion of the old testament and yet hold an orthodox uh doctrine of the trinity the answer requires more than a simple investigation of the history of theology the keys to unlocking much of the confusion surrounding the trinity is in the new testament itself a key text of course that rc went through was uh was in john chapter one and um the greek word logos is translated as word 
and in the beginning the logos was with the father and one person one person was with another person with is also a key word and there are three ways in which the english word is brought out from the greek in this case the greek word was uh pros which means face to face intimacy so jesus was intimately associated with the father the verse also says that jesus was god the word is both differentiated uh, from from and, and identified with God. It was due to plain teaching like this that the doctrine of the Trinity was developed by the church. Uh, the New Testament also contains other references to the Trinity. Thomas's testimony of my Lord, my God, while he witnessed his resurrected Lord shows that Jesus was God. And Jesus himself stated uh, many times he was God. For example, when he stated he was Lord of the Sabbath, and when he said he was given all authority, it was clear from, te uh, from Jesus' lips that he believed he was God when he said he was the way, the truth, and the life. He also said in, in Scripture, you know, they asked, you know, the disciples were walking along with Jesus, and he said, uh, they, they kept asking him to show us the Father, and he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The distinction of each person of the Godhead does not destroy their deity, nor does emphasizing the deity of each person do away with their distinctions. So, um, we have a great swath of different theological approaches, and some uh, in the in, across the church today, and. Um, one of them being found in uh, a lot of charismatic circles, which is uh, a modalism, which says that, you know, that uh, there is one God and they show themselves, he shows himself in three different ways throughout scripture. But we know from the testimony of scripture itself, uh, even starting all the way back in Genesis, that this wouldn't be the case. Um, so, were the Jews polytheists until later scholars edited the Old Testament to teach monotheism? Well, that would be a no. Um, what term might be used as an accurate way to describe the Trinity? Um, definitely mysterious. Um, we can get into all kind of errors trying to explain it. You know, one of my favorite um, satire videos on the internet is a Lutheran satire where uh, they, uh, two redheaded twins are talking to Patrick and he picks up a clover and he says well this is how to describe the Trinity and he says well that's that's false that's modalism Patrick you know so we don't want to go we don't want to go that route we know that God is three in one and not the reverse as modalism would say one in three so what does the Gospel of John's prologue teach us about Jesus' relationship? He was with God and he was God. What's the historic formulation of the Trinity? It's God uh, is one in essence and three in person. And in reviewing which Greek word uh, is related to John's description of the closeness the Son shared with the Father, 
is prosopon, which is that face-to-face intimacy. And then uh, what description uh, uh, for Jesus dominated the thinking of the early church theologians throughout the first 300 years. We know that from the video. uh, uh, And of course, we've studied it. It would be the Logos or the Word. So, um, a points for discussion. Uh, what do the terms polytheism and monotheism mean? Anybody want to jump in there? Well, mono meaning one and poly meaning multiple. Yeah. So, monotheism is, is the term for a belief system based on a single deity. Um, that would include uh, Judaism, Christianity, and uh, Islam. And polytheism is a term for belief uh, system based on the belief in multiple deities where you would find uh, Hinduism. So, how does the Shema illustrate the importance of monotheism to the Jews? is basically wrapped up in, in God's law in the first and second commandments um, and Shema the word Shema in Hebrew means here so um, I want to read through uh, the Shema it says here O Israel the Lord our God the Lord is one you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your might and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And you should talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. And you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and, a, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And then in chapter 11 it reads, And if you will indeed obey my commandments that I command you today, to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. He will give the rain for your land and its season, the early rain and the later rain, that you may gather in your grain and your wine and your oil. And he will give grass in your fields for your livestock and you shall eat and be full. Take care lest your hearts be deceived and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Then the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you And he will shut up the heavens so that there will be no rain and the land will yield no fruit and you will perish quickly off the good land that the Lord is giving you. You shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall teach them to your children talking of them when you are sitting in your house and when you are walking by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give them as long as the heavens are above the earth. And then the the final section of verses in Numbers says, the Lord 
said to Moses, speak to the people of Israel and tell them to make tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations and to put a cord of blue on the tassel of each corner and it shall be a tassel for you to look at and remember all the commandments of the Lord to do them, not to follow after your own heart and your own eyes, which you are inclined to whore after. So you shall remember and do all my commandments and be holy to your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. Um, in what ways does uh, John 1 teach the doctrine of the Trinity? And what other New Testament passages teach this doctrine, affirming the unity of God while also affirming the distinctions of his persons. When he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's, that's uh, Jesus referring to himself, yes, as deity. And as we, we, all, we have, firstly, there's one God. We have that coming out of Deuteronomy 6, right there at the first part of the Shema. We have it in 1 Corinthians um, 8, verse 4. I'll read that real quick. Therefore, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that an idol is, has no real existence and that there is no God but one. And again, there's references in Galatians and 1 Timothy. And then the Trinity consists of three persons. Well, just flip all the way to the start of the book in Genesis chapter 1. We have it found there as well. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and the darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. So here we have reference to the Father and to the Spirit as well. And then you flip again to John 1, and you have Jesus there in, uh, in John's prologue. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And of course, there's a whole, um, there's so many scriptures that reference this. Uh, there'd be a chore just to, to list them all. Um, we have uh, in Genesis 1, 1, the Hebrew plural noun Elohim is used in Genesis 1 26 3 22 11 7 and Isaiah 6 8 the plural pronoun for us is used the word Elohim and the pronoun us are plural forms definitely referring in the Hebrew language to more than two while this is not an explicit argument for the Trinity it does denote the aspect of plurality in God the Hebrew word for God Elohim definitely allows for the Trinity. And in Isaiah 48, 16 and 61, 1, the Son is speaking while making reference to the Father and the Holy Spirit. And, com and compare Isaiah 61, 1 to Luke 4, 
14 through 19 to see that it is the son speaking. In Matthew 3, 16 through 17, it describes the event of Jesus' baptism. Seen in the passage is God the Holy Spirit descending on God the Son while God the Father proclaims his pleasure in the Son. And in Matthew 28, 19 and 2 Corinthians 13, 14 are examples of three distinct persons in the Trinity. The, from the Old Testament to the New, the members of the Trinity are distinguished one from another in various passages. The Old Testament, uh, capital L-O-R-D, is distinguished from just capital L, lowercase o-r-d, Genesis 9.24 and Hosea 1.4. The, uh, the Lord has a son, Psalms 2, uh, Psalm 2, verse 7 and uh, 12, and Proverbs 30. Two through four, the spirit is distinguished from the Lord. Numbers twenty-seven, eighteen, and from God. Psalm fifty-one, ten through twelve. God the Son is distinguished from God the Father. In the New Testament, Jesus speaks to the Father about sending a Helper, the Holy Spirit. Uh, that's John fourteen, sixteen through seventeen. This shows that Jesus did not consider himself to be the Father or the Holy Spirit. Consider. All also, all the other times in the Gospels where Jesus speaks to the Father, uh, was he speaking to himself? Of course not. He spoke to another person in the Trinity, the Father. And each member of the Trinity is God. The Father is God. John 6, 27, Romans, Romans 1, 7, 1 Peter 1, 2. Uh, the Son is God, John 1, 1. And verse uh, 14 Romans 9, 5, Colossians 2, 9. And there's several others. The Holy Spirit is God. Acts 5, verses 3 through 4. 1 Corinthians 3, 16. There is subordination within the Trinity. Scripture shows that the Holy Spirit is subordinate to the Father and the Son, and the Son is subordinate to the Father. This is an internal relationship and does not deny the deity of any person of the Trinity. This is simply an area which our finite minds cannot understand concerning an infinite God. There is a oneness in him. The individual members of the Trinity have different tasks. The Father is the ultimate source or cause of the universe. Um, 1 Corinthians 8.6, Revelations 4.11, Divine Revelation, 1.1, Salvation, uh, John 3.16-17, and Jesus uh, Jesus' human works, John five seventeen and fourteen ten. The Father initiates all of these things, and the Son is the agent through whom the Father does the following works: the creation and maintenance of the universe, divine revelation, and salvation. The Father does all these things through the Son, who functions as His agent, and the Holy Spirit is the means by whom the Father does the following works creation and maintenance of the universe, divine revelation, salvation, and Jesus' works. Thus the Father does all these things by the power of the Holy Spirit. As, as all throughout scriptures from uh, even Job facing or, quest, or Job and God having a conversation in, in uh, chapter 26 um, through the Psalms, uh, prophetically through the Psalms, in the Gospels, um, in the prophets, particularly Isaiah, and in all throughout the, the, the New Testament. So 
um, can someone really be a Christian without believing in the Trinity? Why or why not? That's a tough one. That's a, I think it's unorthodox. I think some people are really well-meaning and uh, believe what they've been taught. Um, I don't think that you can deny the Trinity and be a mature Christian at this point. I may, it may be immature, unorthodox at first, but I think just in the overall our growth and sanctification, we would come to affirm uh, those things. So let's uh, keep praying for our brothers and sisters in oneness Pentecostalism and charismaticism that would seek to deny um, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, anything else anyone wants to bring up before we, we close? Okay, um, let's, uh, let's close with a word of prayer. Uh, Lord, thank you for tonight. Lord, thank you for allowing us to come together. Lord, to look deeply at your word. Lord, uh, and uh, how you've given us a, per a perfect word that shows us who you are. Lord, that uh, we have a, a triune God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Lord, let these, uh, the, the things that were taught to us tonight, let us uh, seek deep into our hearts, Father, that um, we would study the scriptures more in depth to find uh, a deeper, or not only a deeper relationship with you, but a, a greater knowledge of who you are and how uh, you work all things to uh, your good pleasure and, and for our benefit. And uh, be with us as we uh, leave here tonight. And Lord, uh, be with uh, us that are, are away, but on the phone with us. Lord, uh, that your protective hand be upon us uh, as we travel and get us home safely. And Lord, uh, uh, that we see each other again uh, next Sabbath day. And we ask all these things in uh, Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Amen.